0: Welcome to the Flower Hour podcast, the podcast where conversations blossom. It is your boy, Sean Flores. If you love this podcast and you've really enjoyed it, please share, subscribe, and follow. And look forward to the journey we will be going on.
1: Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well...
0: for Flower Hour episode 21. Can't believe that I've made it today because I've actually been able to make it to 21 episodes. I hope everyone's had a good day so far. Um I'm going to be going live today with 100 Black Men of London, another organization that's looking forward to helping the community and putting through more positivity, dealing with the gaps and the mm-hmm. missing links that we have in the community. So I'm really excited to do this live with them. I've just sent it through. So I'm just hoping that they will jump in whenever that they're ready. I hope everyone has had a good day today as well. I'd love to know how everyone's doing. How everyone's you know coping with the country slowly getting back to normal as well. So yeah. I hope you're all good. I hope everyone's good. Let me just check everything and I hope they've all got it. And also, I've got even got even more exciting news. Um, I'm going to be going on another platform at some point called Cherry Deck. I'm going to be having four episodes where I'm going to be talking to some big models, creators, influencers, all of that. So the podcasting is going quite well. So I'm really thankful for everybody that continues to show their support to me and everybody that just continues to tune in. All the views help. All the comments help. All the shares help and all the likes help, you know. I tried to make this podcast something that people would enjoy. And I hope I've been able to do that. 100 Black Men of London, I hope you've come in whenever you're ready. I'm waiting for you. Perfect. did Yes, Ola, how are you, brother?
3: I'm well well Sean sure, Brother. How are you? I'm
0: good, man. I'm happy to see that you've been able to make it here.
3: <laughs> Walking with tech. Absolutely. Moving moving with everything we got.
0: Yeah, how how's your how's your day been?
3: Um, exciting. Got my son to take the train by himself today, so it was uh interesting watching from the other carriage, seeing how he's interacting, reading his book and all
0: that. How old is he?
3: Uh, it's going to be 11 in December.
0: So, so you're doing big boy moves for him to become, hopefully, an upstanding man.
3: Exactly. What he sees, what he'll be. That's our motto in the 100.
0: Absolutely, man. I'm so thankful you've been able to come on my Instagram live, my slash, my podcast and share a space with me in which that we can talk about things that are very important in terms of the organization and the things you're doing for the black community. So thank you very much for having me on.
3: Well, thank you for having, having us as well.
0: Absolutely, man. So listen, what I'll do, Ola, is I'll let you introduce yourself and the great work that you do with 100 Black Men to my audience. Okay. Um,
3: 100 Black Men is a charity. Um, it started in America in 1963, uh, where men like I, us, you know, come together uh, about how to improve the community during the problems in America. And it's grown since then. Um, There's over 150 chapters around the world, and London is one of those. Uh, London started in 2001. I was registered as a charity in 2004, and we've grown since then. Um, Over the last few years, uh, we've graduated over 100 um, young men and women of our program. uh, That is each year. Uh, The question is, the 100 by itself, for people that do not know, we do a bit more than mentoring because our vision is to be the leading uh, community organization that uplift our community at the same time, make our young people the best version of themselves. By this, we we deliver this from what we call the four for the future. This is what we call the four pillars of the 100. One of those is mentoring that everybody know about. Uh, the other one is economic empowerment. Cause we believe uh, we need to be financially independent. Uh, we need to learn how to be entrepreneurs rather than being consumers. We need to bring more of that money into our community. Basically, we need to make the black pan work for what it is. And there's a Absolutely. few activities that are going on on that. Uh, we we'll talk about that later. Let me just quickly run through the, the pillars. We have health and wellness. Health is wealth. We could be millionaires, billionaires, but without good health, it's not gonna work. So we educate ourselves what it is to be uh, to be healthy. What do we need to to work with? Those diseases that might be in the community like diabetes, um, sickle cell, cancer. We kind of educate ourselves what to avoid, how to eat well. We also have education. We understand that the government looks after academics. We look after everything else, how to pass exams, how to have the right mindset, you know, the growth mindset to know exactly what are you going to school for, how do you educate yourself. Education ourselves about our history. Our history is not in schools right now.
0: Absolutely. You know,
3: people are discovering things that are, are ancestors. I've been there for 100,000 of years. So we need to educate ourselves for where we're coming from. Either you come from Africa or you went through the Caribbean or the American route, we do the education so that we, you know, help our, our young men and women and ourselves, we have that self-identity, we know where we're coming from. Because when we know who we are, then our self-esteem grows from there. So we also have, um, all of this is underpinned by leadership. Okay? Leadership, we understand that nobody want to be a leader. But for us to make our young people leaders, we need to understand the key we need to be leaders. So within the 100, we teach everybody to be leaders. That way, when we're speaking to people down the street, our young people that we call diamonds in the 100, rather right? than saying mentees, we use the word diamonds, but we believe it's not easy to grow and be better. As you know, diamonds need pressure. Grow the more the pressure, the better the outcome. So that's what we work with our diamonds is showing them the lab skills they need, and we use all the pillars of the hundred and leadership to make sure what comes out is fantastic and what we need to grow our community for the future. Wow. I'm 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 putting a pause on it, Sean.
0: (laughs) I, 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 I was typing on my laptop making notes because I think these are really important and pivotal things. And the one thing that stands out to me currently at the moment is diamonds. Now, when you think of a diamond, as you rightly said, a diamond, it takes pressure. And I think we live in a society now where some people would argue is a little bit more sensitive and whether the young people are able to handle the pressures of society. How does an organization such as 100 black men ensure they find the line between sensitivity and putting enough pressure on your diamonds to help them grow?
3: Reality. Um, we use examples of what's going on around a diamond as part of what we do. If I give an example of, uh, of a mentoring, we use what we call um, project-based learning, which is the young people are bringing their own experiences to progress whatever it is we're trying to teach them. Because they are the ones living the lives. We have experience how to grow them, but they know what they're going through. And part of what we're looking at is, Every time they come for our session, there's a takeaway. We want to see how what they've seen or what they've learned or what they've taught themselves in that session, how that is working forward for them. So at the next session, we're going to do a review. to say, okay, how does that affect you? Within the two weeks within our session, our mentors call up the diamonds and the parents to find out, okay, you know what? What you've learned last week about maybe relationships, maybe uh, self-esteem. How have you used that? Some use this, some say they haven't used it. Life is what it is, but most of them use that. then we use those experiences to review what what we're delivering and use that to educate the whole diamond set next time they come in.
0: So I suppose whilst you are able to put pressure on them, you also ensure that you have a learning where they can check if the outcome has been beneficial or not and you review it, which I suppose in hindsight, It's something that not many people do. They don't sit down and think about the way things have affected them.
3: Correct. I mean, we're constantly reviewing what we do at the 100. And we realize that, especially in the mentoring side of it, the young people are the best teacher. Because what they're saying is not what we're saying. And as part of our program as well, we also have young people mentoring young people. Because we believe they are more aligned to what they do. 'Cause some of our ideas being because of our age and our generation may be out there. We understand the bigger picture, but they are the ones that live in the reality today. They are the ones that are going through the postcode wars, they are the ones that are going through, you know, the bullying in school, they are the ones that are going through the you know, the gang affiliation and what's going on out there. So we could look behind the scene, we could interject, but we listen to what they're saying. And it's all about listening to what they're saying, yeah. because they use that in educating them. So it's not knocking them was just letting them think about that, questioning them and letting them come to that realisation of a better option of what they need to do.
1: But then
0: why do you think, I suppose the black community is suffering in some senses in the way that it is now, and what does an organisation such as 100 black men mean to these young men and these young women that come through to the organisation?
3: All boils down to self-identity. You need to know who you are, then you know where you are going. There's a lot of issues with people not understanding who they are. Once you understand that, which is the first thing we do when people come through our program, I'll quickly talk about B of our program to give more uh, background to that. When you come into the 100, uh, you start with a program we call Me, I Can Be. Me, I Can Be is understanding yourself. Okay, that starts with self-identity, build into your aid, build into your self-esteem. But when you have a good self-identity and you understand yourself, your self-esteem grows. When your self-esteem grows, we believe that you don't succumb to undue pressure. Because people that bully you, bully you based on your self-esteem. We could say to them, listen, I know who I am, okay? Either I'm dark, I'm chocolate, I'm light, whatever I am, this is who I am. You know, so what are you going to say? Yes, my mom, I live in a single parent home, but that's my mom. My dad is not here. Well, maybe I have links with my dad or oh, I don't. I know who I am. But that is my weakness. That is my strength. I understand where they are. Once our young people understand that, they're able to grow. They're able to understand where they're going with. And that way, those bullying them is get, get minimized over time. At the same time, we move past that. We talk about relationship with their family, relationship uh, with their colleagues, relationship at home. Outside, you know, how to interact with the police if you get in that scenario where you get stopped. But that's the reality of, of what it is now. We listen to what he's saying. Some of them have been stopped in the past. What's that experience like? How do they feel? Do they think they could have dealt with that scenario in a different way? The question is, we listen to that and we use that to educate others that have not had that experience yet. Because the way things are, it may happen. But that's a different fight. We grow through that. We looked at success in school. Why are you in school? What does it mean to be something in school? Are you a teacher's pet? Is that a good thing? Are you learning from your teacher? Are you pre-reading what you need to do? Do you get from school? Why are you there for in the first place? Once you understand what you're there for, you're able to get more out of it. There's no point just going to school to play if that's what you want to do. Is that along the line of what you want to do in the future? Does that align with your career? Or we we'll do career fairs where the hundred will we'll we bring experts in to speak to them about, you know, mathematics, engineers, wherever they want to go being lawyers, being asked in a lot of the grant. We work with quite a few organizations now to educate our people and give them an opportunity and how to move themselves forward. Once they finish Almea be the second year, they move to what we call the Youth Leadership Academy. This is where they're learning more leadership skills, they're doing more project management, they're getting involved in, uh, well, one of the ideas that we're looking to do this year is product design and product development. So we introduce that early, we introduce to them um, entrepreneurial spirit. I mean, a few years back, they worked with someone to develop a product that was being sold in Uganda. They, were, they Last year, they worked with another entrepreneur in marketing a product. And they, they came, they, they profit. I think they came up with about about 3,500 pounds that we said, you know what? Rather than taking the money, we're actually to get that money to be divided among themselves as uh, as a motivation for them. And from them, once you've done two years in that process, you move on to what we call the peer mentoring program. The peer mentoring program, basically young people mentoring themselves. So we get them, because they now know how to deliver our projects, we get them to deliver events for the 100. And one of the events we deliver is what we call our audience with our children, where basically the parents and the children are on different side and we talk to each other.
0: That's amazing. You know,
3: where points, different points are talked about where they could uh, have an understanding. A lot of parents come back to us feedback. They say, you know what? I did not know that. My son was speaking there very eloquently about those points. I should have listened a bit more. And that's one of the points that that program does. But these peer mentoring guys, what they do, they deliver mentoring to the younger May I Can Be program. And you can see the confidence in these people when they are delivering their program. They're planning it. They're working through it. They're doing their rehearsal. And we have great confidence in them that they can do that. I mean, over the last few years, some of these young people have followed their own business as motivators. <laughs> you know, you see some of those anyway when you look down a program and a social media channels. So Absolutely, that, I, that.
0: and I, I think there were a few things that you told me that you wanted to speak about, and I wanted to talk to you about um, your open day. So you're going to be having an open day soon, and you're going to have a community mentoring program. Um, if i'm correct could you tell the audience a little bit more about that as well okay uh
3: on the 26th of september that's this month we have the open day for uh for our community mentoring program and that means basically on that day uh everyone that registered for the program i'll bring up the link in a minute everyone that registered for the program uh will have a view on how it's going to look like this year we're going to talk about project based learning how the interaction with the parents is going to go on. We're going to listen to some testimonials from members, from Diamonds, from parents that have been in our program in the past. We're going to learn more about the organization internally, the working of the organization. We're going to learn about the working together of, of all the pillars and what does that mean to the parents, what does that mean to the mentees. I'm going to talk about what do they want, because each parent and Diamonds that's coming on our program will be interviewed to understand where are they right now. What do they want from the program? What do they what do they see themselves at this time next year? For those that have been on the program before, what have they gained so far? What else do they want the 100 to do that we did not cover for them last year? We understand about the COVID restriction. Okay, what else could we do? The question is, at the end of the day, we then have materials to share with the mentors that we're working with these young men and women moving forward. So it's a great day to to register for that and materials or of that, it should be on Instagram on social media. I'll bring up the link shortly, so that we we'll see what that looks like.
0: Okay, that's, I think, for you, for example, having an open day, and I know you said because of the COVID restrictions, that it's gonna be online, which allows people to still have an insight into the kind of mentoring that 100 Black Men of London does. And we know how important it is for mentoring, for young people to be able to see people, and to see how they exist in the world, and I also wanted to speak to you about your crowdfunder. So I know you're trying to raise two hundred thousand towards having a building, and in that building, you want to have a youth center, an office, and a place to mentor young people. Currently, what where what total are you at now, and how important would it be for people to donate for you back, for you guys to be able to have a building?
3: Okay, um, there's a lot that we've been doing. Uh, we've been working in collaboration with uh, universities uh, to get places. Uh, we realized in the community over the last 10, 15 years, there have been a reduction in where young people can go and be who they want to be. Uh, so part of that have motivated us that we now want to own our own building. And a lot of things are gonna happen to the building. We want to run a youth center out of the building. We want to have a music studio in the building. Mm-hmm. We want to have an office space that we share with like-minded organizations in that building. We want to have a place where we could congregate and basically uh, improve our young people in there. So our mentoring program, we're working from the building. So rather than reliance on other organizations, we'll be able to do that on ourselves. And being they we do that ourselves, that independence allows us to do far more than we're restricted to do right now. Mm-hmm. So planning will be more not just interesting, we'll uh, be able to move forward at a faster pace and we'll be able to reach more people within our community than we can right now. We'll still be working with universities and schools that we're working with, but we have more options on what we want to do. Question if we have a place we could bring everybody into, so our financial program, working out of there, our health and awareness program, working out of there, conferences, seminars will be happening there, weekends, weekdays, whatever is available for our young people, we're working from there.
0: And when you think about the importance of youth centres, so we know that under the government, many youth centres have been closed down. And typically, youth centres are not going to be able to do as much as they once did. I know having a youth centre for your organisation is going to be pivotal. And as you said, you want to collaborate with other organisations, which again says that there's a wider goal that's going to be at play. So what the question I want to ask you is, how important would collaborations be for 100 Black Men of London alongside other organizations in achieving a more holistic healing of the Black community?
3: Collaboration is integral in the healing of the community. Uh, like I said, we want, to work, we want to be a leading organization. Yes. And part of that means working with everyone else. That is a lot of defragmentation in our community. Absolutely. We could always say in the past that divide and rule was what was used to colonize our various countries, but that's not happening as it is right now. So we have some power in changing the narrative. But what we need to do is work together, bond together, and work way in a way that we could be stronger. You know, uh, we need to work together in a way we could show the community that we are one community and yes. moving forward as one, one strong voice, and that's what we want to have. Want to happen we're working with schools we're working with organizations are working with other um community organizations out there so we are open to collaborate part of what we're doing is bringing together all organizations yeah. so if there's any organization out there that are in our community they want to work together with us but we want to bring everybody together on a platform the intention is the first year we want to share calendar across the community so that if anybody want to attend any event, any organization, they can work together and attend wherever they want to attend. So we are not working against each other, we are working together. The second year, we want to share resources because I went for a mental health event last year in a 200-people venue. There was only about 16 people there.
0: For mental health?
3: No, for mental health. I went to another one. It was possibly about 50-people venue. There was only about 5 people there. When we did us, we had a 80 people venue. We had about 70 people there. So I thought, if we move together, I would bring all our um, practitioners together in one place. We could all fit into that 200-seater venue. We could all share the um, practitioner together. So why are we doing things in silos rather than doing things together? Absolutely. So the intention is for us to work together as one community, working together as a world. And in the 100, we said, together we can. Would we believe when we move ourselves together, we have that strength to be able to strive forward as one, stronger than anything else individually. You mentioned earlier how much have we raised on this 200,000 target. So far, looking at the screen, we've raised 1,495 pounds. Now, for those that want to support what we're doing, the crowdfunders link is bit.ly. For those that do not know, bit.ly forward slash community 101 word that's bit.ly forward slash community 101 word. If you go on that, you see what we're doing. Please support what we're doing so that we could get there faster. Thank you,
0: absolutely. What I'll do is at the end of the live, I'll put up a link towards your crowdfunding so people can hopefully donate. I'll put my money where my mouth is and I ultimately will donate, and I'll also do my best to also support and encourage people to check out the great work that you're doing. So I wanted to also speak to you about, again, something that you mentioned to me that I think is very prevalent within the black community. You said the last Thursday of every month, you have a mental health Thursday and then you have mental health issues. um, And you said this month, you're currently speaking about prostate cancer. And we know how important it is for black men to speak about prostate cancer simply because we die at the highest rates of prostate cancer and we're less likely to be checked for prostate cancer so how are you ensuring that black men are going to go and get tested and perhaps preventing some of the deaths that we that are evidently preventable
3: we are talking we are talking about it uh, men sometimes do not want to talk about this men, so we open up the avenue to let them know there's nothing wrong in talking. Absolutely. Hence the title, it's time to talk or let's talk. So like you said, uh, that's a, oh, there's a bit link for that as well. It's bit.ly forward slash 100 talking. And this is going to be a regular occurrence. What we're trying to do is been a men thing over the last couple of months. We want to do every other month will be a men thing. And then every other month after that will be for women. So we talk about women issues. We talk about men issues. Everybody could attend an event. So when you go on to bit.ly slash 100token, this will register you or you register on there for a Zoom session. And from there, basically, you will then be able to attend the event because it's all registered and that will be then sent to you. And then you can attend that every month. Thursday, six, every, th- every last Thursday of every month, 6.30 to 8 p.m. 90 minutes So well, sometimes it goes over the time. We roll with it. Whenever it's a 90-minute session for us to have that discussion, how that looks like. Question, we, we do need to speak together. There's nothing wrong in whatever is going on. But the more of us that speak up, after they've gone through the experience or they know people that have been through the experience, it's easy for the rest of us to understand how, you know what? I have that same thing. I have that same mindset. But I shouldn't be shy. I shouldn't be scared. I shouldn't be... Worried about it, I should just give myself sin to, and that's it,
0: absolutely. And I'm really thankful that we're able to have um talking about mental health, prostate cancer, and the good work you're doing. Now, this leads me on. I've put I've made this so everyone knows who usually watches my live, I usually do it free flow. But for Ola, I wanted to make sure I asked very structured questions which would allow me to also get the best out of him. So, one of my questions are. It takes a child to raise a village, as the famous African proverb outlines. A hundred black men of London is a family for some of the members. How important is the sense of family for a hundred black men of London?
3: You know, they said you can, you can choose your friend,
0: but you can't choose you can't your
3: family. family. Okay. So in the 100, we believe we're all family. Um, we don't have to get along all the time human emotions come to play but the tension is we are here for the same thing we want to strive forward for our community we want to work with everybody to get there but at the same time we respect our members and volunteers they are the lifeline of the organization so we need to celebrate them when they do well we celebrate people's birthday we work with them when they have good things at the same time we bother each other we're mentoring each other so we're not just mentoring the young people we also body each other so that we understand where we are and where we're going to. And the question is, when you come to the 100, you have us as a family. And it's not a place that you come in, spend a year or two years and three years that you live. It's a lifestyle. So some of us are walking through this now, we set up with foundation and all. We have young people in the organization that's coming through as well. We will hand over the reins to them and let them carry on. When we retire, we'll see the background, supporting financially, you know, using our wise knowledge, being the sage if will get there to support what they need to do. But it will be a lifestyle. We'll be here. And when that time comes when we retire, either we choose to retire in Britain or go somewhere in the Caribbean, to Africa, to Europe, find somewhere warm and we're sipping whatever drinks we're gonna see and that's Well we can always look back and say hey I was in the hundred. You know, I got the pain, I got the badge, I was there. Yeah. You know, I could call up any member and then we could link up together, go on holidays together. And that's the kind of thing we want to work on. You know, obviously, because of the COVID, we kinda of restricted what we could do now. But the tension is once we get there, we're able to drive ourselves forward and work together. But once you join us, you're a your family and you could basically rely on every member and volunteer within the organization to assist and work with you to progress yourself as well.
0: And I think you touched on something key that when you can wear a badge and you say you've done it, it says a lot about your discipline, your motivation, and I suppose the family that you were around. And I think maybe this, I can testify to this. I think growing up, it would have been nicer to be, feel like I had a family outside of my own necessarily. Sometimes in my family, I didn't feel like mentally supporting me, emotionally supporting me. To go to a brotherhood or go to individuals who are older than you who can mentor you and take you through the perils of life and the uncertainty. That sense of family is amazing. And I think a lot of young boys and a lot of young girls need a sense of family outside of their own. So I think what you're doing is probably more beneficial than you could ever imagine on the mental side and the emotional side for young people. And with 100 Black Men of London, you, as you said, you have branches all over the world. Um, so not just in the UK. Have you been able to partner with other branches outside of the UK?
3: Yes, um, like I said, yes, we do. We we have about 150 branches around the world. And um, every year, we go on a conference to America where we take our some of our young diamonds there, where they basically uh, do a speech on what they've gained from the 100 since their time here. Uh, what we're looking to do, which we're restricted of COVID, it's an exchange program with various American states. Because basically we have 100 black men chapters in every state in America. And they all want to do an exchange program with us. And I give our diamonds the opportunity to basically go to America, spend a week there, spend two weeks there, see their culture, see things, gain friends for life, pen pals, video pals, whatever they look at, based on their opportunity and experience when they are there. So we do have exchange programs. That plan to happen there. We also have events now that we are working online. A lot of our events actually have the American cousins jumping on and giving us a view of what's going on in the States. Some of the events as well, we jump on as well for to share those with us for us to see what's going on in the States. That gives us the fact that the experience of the Americans and the experience of the British is actually quite similar and that allows us to do what we need to do. Oh,
0: wow. And when you think about the uh possibilities of having an exchange program, how exciting is that for you, Ola?
3: Sorry, can you say that again?
0: When you think about the possibility of having an exchange program where you can put a child from the UK over to America and maybe a child from America over in the UK, how exciting is that?
3: Very, very exciting. Um, Just like you mentioned earlier, when we are growing up, if we have such opportunities, imagine what we could have done with that. Uh, we realize that the opportunities when young people come together, they can grow different ideas from there. When you expose people to to ideas to opportunity, those scenarios they can always get better. Yeah. So we are yeah. excited to for when this COVID situation is minimized, and then we could do better, and then work with what's happening. Yes. The question is. <laughs> the future is very bright. You know, the sky is not even the limit, as in the 100. We don't reach for the stars. we we'll reach for the stars with a guarantee that we we'll touch the skies. Yes. So everything's going to happen.
0: Man, I'm so excited at the possibility of someone going to, a kid going to an America and experiencing the opportunity. Some people say that America is not the safest place to go right now. So hopefully you guys go somewhere else. So I want to ask another question. This is based on my own personal feelings. I feel black men are doing better. They are more supportive, building themselves up. How has 100 black men of London been able to continue this positive trend?
3: Uh, part of what we've seen in the community is um, men not being in the life of their children. Uh, men have a critical role to play just like mothers and women have critical role to play. But together, it makes them stronger. That joint relationship is always better than a single relationship. And part of what we're trying to do is to get men to take a position of responsibility, absolutely. Which is what the hundred is for. When you are responsible for something, that responsibility cascades through your life. And we're trying to make a man like that. The question is when you come to the one hundred, we expect you to stand up and take ownership of what you've done, stand up and have that moral courage to be able to put goodness into the life of any offspring that you put out there and all other of offspring that around us. Like you mentioned earlier, it takes a village for us to grow ourselves. So together, when men come together to do something, for in the 100, to be a member, you need to pay a subscription. That's a 20-pound subscription. Women don't need to pay that. They do encourage them to, to pay a contribution. But men, it shows willingness and commitment into what they're doing. When you, yeah. think, about, when you think about it, for members... Was a joke someone said, was What you mean? I have to pay to help, I have to pay to help someone else's child. But that is the commitment of membership within the 100 Black Men of London or 100 Black Men International. We pay to be part of this because we have that commitment to do more in the community. Yes, so the benefit we're getting is that we are growing, we're getting better, and we see the improvement of what we're doing in life of the young men and women and the families that we're working with.
0: And when you think about, for example, some of the young people that probably come through to the organization, could you give me an example of when you've seen a child, a boy or a girl, come through, and you've seen them in a low place, and then when they've left, have they become a better person and the best version of themselves? If there's an example, could you outline that for me? I'd love to hear.
3: Ah, uh, there's a few. Let me... Okay, this one. We had a young man that used to come to our program. Uh, he and his cousin comes. They live in the same house. She always arrives on time, but he's always late. Yeah. We didn't get it at that time. Um, the cousin won the diamond of the year, so went to America on one of the events. And when she was giving a speech, basically what a young man, what the young girl told us was, the only place where her cousin respects men was at the 100 Black Men of London. Oh, wow. And that is the reason why he keeps coming every two weeks for the program. Apparently, because, like I said, we don't know everything that's going on. We've changed our program now to kind of have more understanding. Due to post wars war, there are post that he could not go through. So when the cousin was going straight through the tube and all that the buses. He has to go around London to avoid all those postcodes to get to where we are. And that's why it was late. We don't tell them off. We just educate him about, you know, timekeeping, you know, being, having the moral courage to deal with whatever scenario you are. You know, that's what we did along that way. Because it's not for us to tell people It's for them to come to that relationship themselves. But it made us realize that, whoa, he was still coming. And it was taking him two hours rather than half an hour to get to us. But he was still coming. Now, that young man is now in university finishing a degree in engineering. Wow. You know, the question is sometimes when these young people come, they, they don't want to be there because they used to play in PlayStation on a Saturday morning. <laughs> but when they start to come, <laughs> they see and they get hooked and they realize that. The bit of fun, the bit of learning is happening at 100. It's life this is a skill. These are skills set they could use day in, day out, and they could see the result of exactly what they're learning, which is great. Yeah, you're but wise, there's lots of, of examples like that. i give you a funny one that one of my uh, ex-presidents uh, spoke about. There was a young man he mentored. And the young man, he met him down London Bridge. They were walking together. We're not working together, but they met during lunchtime, they were normally meet, you know, open area, lunch and all that. So there was one that uh he told him, Oh, my job was finished, they made me redundant. So I'll be leaving, so I'm not gonna be seeing you for a while. So I'm leaving a couple of weeks or whatever. So it's a few days after I realized the guy wanted to wasn't feeling himself, you know, it's always careful kind of stuff. So he asked, What's with you? He said, Well, no disrespect. I wanted to ask you to Give me your CV so that I could, you know, show it to my directors. There may be a position there. So he said, he hit him right in the heart. The fact this was the young man he mentored about 10 years before that. This young man is now in a position to offer him opportunity yes. for a possible job. And that's the way life goes. The question is, that diamond has now been polished. is now shining in a career that could not offer benefit to others. Oh, the job wasn't what he was interested in, but the fact that he was in a position to offer. Yes. That is big. And that is a great testimony of the kind of thing we've been doing. We've been running for the last 19 years. Okay, we're not singing our praises enough, because we wasn't the social media until lately. Well, the question is, we've been having young people like this going through our programs, and now it's time for them to demonstrate and show who they are. And that's
0: And through them showing who they are, or who they've become to be, when they've come in contact with an organization such as the 100 Black Men of London, it's testament to the work that you're doing. And as you said, you're not singing and you're not shouting your praises, you're not blowing your own trumpet. But I think actions speak louder than words. So when you've got children that are going on to still go to university, they're getting their degrees or they're in positions of power to be able to offer other people's jobs, that says a lot, that even if those kids may not necessarily feel the impact of the work you've done, there's been an impact of some sort.
3: Absolutely. And that's what it's all about. The fact that, when they, like I said, sometimes when they re, when they arrive, they may not be as interested because they want to go football, they want to play the PlayStation. But once they get hooked and engaged, you can see them come alive. Yeah. That is a joy. I, I can't explain it, but when you see that happen, you know, this taciturn young man or taciturn young woman, yeah, suddenly coming alive and getting engaged and you know, standing in front of the session and giving the experience or leading the session, you thinking, wow, that is what it's all about. That is the leader in the future. I have a confidence now that we've done a bit and from there it's it like sowing a seed that is germinating and gonna grow into a big massive rocket tree.
0: Absolutely. Yeah. And I think I've seen a quote that says, when you plant a seed, you don't uh, take the soil out and expect the seed to have suddenly have grown to a tree. It takes time. It needs to be watered. It needs to be nourished. It needs to be taken care of. And I suppose a 100 Black Men of London epitomizes this mentality best. But have there ever been moments where you've been concerned with the growth of a particular seed or a diamond?
3: Uh, <laughs> yes. Many, many times. Um, When we can, because it's a volunteer organization, so our members have their own job. Uh, Some of them go outside of what they need to do, and they help out. We have young children that are having issues at school, that we have to support, that we have to give references for, that we have to, you know, work with, a bit more extended outside of our community mentoring program. So we have to get extra license to do things like that. We need to get for sign-offs mm-hmm. with the organization, with the parents and with the mentors to do. So we are we all tend to have things like that going on, but that is part and parcel of it. You don't throw out the child with the dirty water, as you say. You
0: don't throw the baby so, out with the bath
3: water. Right? The, exactly, yeah. something along that line. You don't throw out yeah, you don't throw out the baby out with the with the bath water. So the question is, we when things like that happen. We focus more attention on the young man or woman, and realize, okay, let's have an understanding of where this person is there. We have a wealth of mentors in the organization. We have safeguarding in the organization that could then do a review in that scenario and say, okay, how can we better engage? Yes. How can we better assist? And if we cannot, who can we signpost this young person to? Yeah. You know, we have Western Academy, we have Manhood Academy, we have acn we have a few other organizations in the community. That's doing similar to what we're doing. Is that person better to work with them? Do they have better one-to-one than what we could offer? Well, it all depends on resources availability, which is why I always say we want more people to join us. The more people that join us, the more we can do. Because we could train them to support the community in whatever it is they, are, they want to do or whatever the hundreds want to do. And while on that, I'm going to plug our membership application, That's also a bit link, and that is B-I-T-L-Y forward slash 100 B-M-O-L-M-E-M. That's 100 B-M-O-L-M-E-M. I mean, I'll give you all these links at the end. You can post them for us and, you know, get more people to get involved. The more of us that get involved, the easier it becomes for the rest of us. Yes. Rather rather than us carrying all the weight of the community to, to progress. Because we start in London. There's nothing wrong in other cities in London or in UK not having a chapter of the 100. Uh, with our community mentoring, whilst we are still delivering this online, uh, we have a few queries from parents outside of London. While we're online, we will support them. Because yeah. initially, until COVID restriction is over, or we could get a venue that we could deliver and make it COVID safe and COVID secure, we are going to offer our community mentoring online for now. So anyone that want to jump on can jump on. But once we start face-to-face, We need to have a review on how we're going to do that. Because we believe face-to-face is normally better than online. Because the engagement is easier. You can read the body language better. You can engage the young people better. But the skill set we need for online is different. We need to be more animated. It is working. But preference is always face-to-face. But because of where we are, we make do where we are right now.
0: And I think, irrespective if you're able to meet someone in person or you're able to do it online, I think there's still an impact there. I think COVID has really changed the landscape and in the way organisations such as yourself, volunteer-led, run. So I'd love to know how many volunteers do you have in your organisation at the moment and how key have they been to allowing 100 black men of London's vision to be enforced or to be, you know, seen out?
3: All right, we groin. Um, slowly Uh, we need more people Uh, over the last two years we've grown from 43 as of last count about a month and a half ago we have about 57 members that are active running within the organization we then have another 40 odd going through probation because before you join the 100 you go through a probation where you assess the 100 to see if it's a fit for what you want to be. I've said that we also assess you to see if you are fit for what you're trying to do. Uh, so we, to, we don't want you to join and then leave. We want you to know that, okay, this is what you want to be. So you have a hundred days to do that. So within a hundred days, uh, if you're able to uh, achieve this target I was set for you, if you're able to do and mix and basically show that you have the team working spirit, that individual independence to deliver, then you are called as a, as a lady, or you're paid as a male, and then you start your subscription. I should not forget that.
0: <laughs> no, absolutely. And I think volunteers sometimes, you know, they put in so much groundwork, and they could be doing other things. So I suppose when you think about a volunteer and the great things that they're doing, it says a lot about the hearts and the minds of the people you're attracting at a hundred Black Men of London. How hard is it to? I suppose, have to reject somebody if they don't match the 100 Black Men of London. Are they able to come back and try again at another point?
3: Yes, they can try again. I mean, we... we rejection happens over time. Because we tell you how it is, you need to make a decision in where you want to be. Um, it's rare that we reject outright, but we also need to do we do what you call uh, save our recruitment because we do a lot of interacting with young people so we do DBS checks yes. so if you have busy with DBS checks that could be the reason why they're being rejected if they have issues with um, other things along that line um, if they don't want to do what they already need to do, but the point is we work together as a family yes. we need to rely on one another so if we take your probation uh, you show you are not reliable you'll be given an extended probation And we're going to extend it for so far. Um, We don't normally send people off. But if you are not engaging, then we disengage as well. But we are busy doing what we want to do. We want people that want to be here to do this. Because we don't want to be looking behind us all the time. We want to be driving forward. So once you're working with us, we expect that once you pick up a task or something to do, you can do it. And if you cannot do it, it's not a problem. You need to communicate that. Communication is key in what we do. If you don't understand how it's done, then you'll be trained in how that is done so that you could do it better. But the last thing you do, one, is for someone that picks something up to do, don't do it, don't communicate. It shows unreliability. And part of what we're doing is, to be a leader, you need to be reliable.
0: Absolutely. You
3: need to have integrity. Yes. You need to have the all it takes to be able to lead people and lead yourself. And the first thing you need to lead is yourself. So... You are not being honest with yourself if you are doing things or you are not delivering on what you promised. You need to be a man of your word. We said integrity. For you to be able to say something to a member, say something to a volunteer, say something to a parent, say something to a diamond, you need to carry through whatever you say you're going to do. So we do not take kindly to people that flaunt their promises or what they said they are going to do. So these are the kind of scenarios that people could be rejected during probation.
0: Hold up. We've spoken so much about the 100 Black Men of London and we haven't asked anything about yourself. And you embody the 100 Black Men of London's principle, the mentality, even by the way you speak and the smile in your face. So I've got to ask a little bit about you and how you came <laughs> to working with the 100 Black Men of London. And what's, what has it been like you know, in, in the organization over the years, how you've seen it grown?
3: It's been fantastic. Uh, I've grown with the organization as well. I mean, I joined, I walked into, a, into one of the open days, and I thought, oh, I like what they do. I've always kind of mentored people in the family, friends. And I thought, you know, on a bigger scale, this organization have a bigger plan for the community. I always thought, how can the community come together? Um, in the central core of the organization is growing the community as one. And that touched me. And that's where I joined. And I've been working with the organization. Um in the hundred, by the way. Uh the board of directors are voted every two years. So not just for you to have a skill set to deliver that, it's for you to have the people skills to be able to work with the people, so that's have politics around that. will allow us really, to work with our members and volunteers to be able to deliver. So you need to be a person of integrity, you need to be a person that says and delivers as you say you're gonna deliver. So It's been an interesting journey. It's grown myself in a way that um, some of my weak spot, my interactivity, uh, my people skill, I have to quickly round those up. Normally, I would not have this kind of interview
1: because I'm a
3: very private individual. But the position dictates that, you know, I boost the organization profile. So I have stepped up to do that. And this is how, within membership, we look at our weakness, and we turn our weaknesses into strength. And this is part of what's happening to me. And this is part of what's happening to everyone else within the 100. So I'm saying this to your audience. Join the 100 today. And I can guarantee you a year after you've been caught up in you will not be the same. You will have been a better, more robust, more improved yourself than you are today.
0: It looks like I'm going to need you to mentor me a little bit. I, need, I could always do for a little bit more mentoring.
3: Absolutely Sean, whenever you're ready
0: I want to know a little bit more about you I want to know your journey So I know you went to one of the open days And you've been mentoring people You know, as you said, in your family and friends And you thought, okay The 100 Black Men of London is doing this on A bigger scale, right? So, who is Ola? Who are you? (laughs) You know, I'm sure you asked The young people that, but now I'm putting it on you I want to know, who are you?
3: um (laughs) ola is someone that wants to improve the community uh married four kids (laughs) they doing well
0: how long have you been married for
3: um 16 years now
0: what's the key to a good relationship because diamonds make pressure pressure makes diamonds right
3: absolutely you know my youngest is the young man that we took through the train journey today. The
0: eleven
3: year old. You know, well, it's not eleven years, it's gonna be eleven in December. It's
0: gonna be eleven in December.
3: Okay. Well, he needs to start learning. So what we do is, you know follow him at a distance and let's see what he's gonna do. You know. He has a phone, you know, whatever he's doing and then we have a review at the end of the day. And he's done well today so far. And- so we do it again in a few days' time.
0: Do your kids also attend the 100 Black Men of London? Yes, they did. And how has the impact, how have you seen the 100 Black Men of London impact on your own kids? Because you might leave the principal at the building or wherever you're renting or wherever you are, but you are taking it home with your kids. So do your kids ever think, all right, Dad, all right. I remember this from 100 Black Men of London.
3: Yes, my daughter says that all the time. The question is, we say life skill. So life skill is things you do day in, day out. Yeah. So when I speak to them, I use that mentoring, coaching approach, where when you do something wrong, young people are, they can do something wrong, they're learning, you know, if you're a young person. I kind of question them, well, why do you think you did that?
0: Yeah.
3: And what were you thinking when you did that? And what do you think you should do then? Yeah. So they, come, they will come to the realization of the right thing to do themselves. And because they come to the realization, they will most possibly not repeat that same error again. So I believe every young person can think. So we need to give them the opportunity to think. You know, and Some say it's nurture, some say it's nature. As it's a combination of both. Yes. You could nurture someone into being a leader. You could nurture that diamond into shining brighter. So it's the opportunity we give to them In the way that you talk to a young person, not scare them, you know, not chase them, not chastise them, not eat them, but talk to them. Find out what they're thinking about what they're thinking. You know, find out what they made that decision. You may learn from that. They may not have all the information. Maybe that's why they're acting the way they acted. But trust them to make the right decision. If they have everything, they need to know. If they know where they're going. Like I said, everybody needs to have a goal. They need to understand what is their goal? What are they trying to do? you know, where do they want to get to? So once we understand all this, it allows us to work together My our children as well, to understand where they're going and where they want to be. And well, they're doing well, you know, no complaints.
0: Whilst it's been a learning process for yourself with 100 Black Men of London, it's also for your kids. And I know you're a very busy guy. So I'm going to leave the last few words for yourself and what you want to say about 100 Black Men of London for my audience to take away from this conversation that we've been able to have.
3: Thanks, Sean. The 100 need you. Okay? There is three things we ask for. We ask for people to join us. Yes. So that we can do this work together. And that's the bit link, bitly 4 100, B-M-O-L, M-E-M. Join us to do this together. That's the first one. We ask people to share our news so that we can affect more lives. So the more mentors we have, the more children we can affect. The best better chance for us to improve that base of our community going forward. So the more children we're able to mentor or signpost other organizations that we could grow, the chances are the rest of our community we'll be better, because that will cascade across the board. Because they will then go away and mentor that young people. Across the way, all the young people will get benefit of what we're all trying to do. We also say donate to what we're doing. Okay, we have a crowdfund currently going on. That's bit.ly forward slash community 100. I will send in Sean all this information. We ask you guys to, you know, get on it. We also have a a mentoring program starting. If you have children between the age of 10 and 16, please register. That's also bit.ly forward slash 100 CMP20. That is 100 CMP20. We already talked about the mental health. We also have a what we call an action learning set program running every month. That's every Second Wednesday of every month. Action Learning Set, for those that do not know, it's like saying um, two heads is better than one. So you have a set of people working together to improve and give you uh, ideas on that problem you have. So it's about bringing a problem into the group, and the group together will come up with a solution that you could try out and see if that works for you. That way, it's like solving the community problem together. So actual Learning Set is every second Wednesday. Register for that at bit.ly forward slash 100 action. What well, the main thing really is, we prefer you to join us to drive this action, this vision, this mission together so that at the end, our community will not be the same again. We all say Black Lives Matter. But Black Lives Matter based on what each one of us do about it. People are saying Black Lives Matter but the action is not demonstrating there. So it's not just going out there to protest. It's what are we doing to change? The establishment may not want to change, but let's change it. Let's improve ourselves. Let's make our community stronger. Let's drive the entrepreneurial spirit to our community. Let's make sure more businesses are there. Let's spend more money in our, in, our, in our community. If those businesses are not good enough, talk to them, educate them. And if you're a business owner, Listen, they said the customer is always right, but don't let that money leave the community without going around there for a few days. You know when that money comes to you, think of it. We're saying, uh, black pound. Black pound is about spending that money in our community. Yes, Try to do that. So let's start thinking of how can we create more businesses? You know, join the 100, you learn a lot of these things. Follow us on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook i see how that looks like. Uh, uh, I believe our hook is called 100 Hell. So if you search for that, you can see us everywhere. There's lots coming up. We are very excited for the future because there's a lot we're doing. But we need everybody to join us because your presence is better than everyone else. And you join us to improve yourself, improve the community, improve the 100, and make long-lasting impact in the betterment of our community. Thank you.
0: Hola. honestly, I think these are the lives that I enjoy. And this is one of the reasons why I created the podcast. Um, when you have conversations with individuals such as yourself, typically when I think of the older generation, some, of, some people believe there's such a gap between the older generation and the younger generation. I think you epitomize the idea of bridging that gap. And I've got to say a really big thank you from my heart, my soul, my essence, and my being for the work you are doing. And I can only imagine the amount of people that will look back on this and realize we need to do more. And we need to do a lot more as a community. And as you said, if black lives matter, then our actions should matter towards the black community. Honestly, I've got to say a really big thank you for letting me interview you. Because I know at first you're a little bit hesitant and now you seem like you've warmed up.
3: (laughs) Well, you, you walked with me. Sure.
0: Yes. I try as best <laughs> well, as
3: I can. I want to use the opportunity also to thank uh, the members and volunteers of the one hundred. I'm just a facilitator; they do all the work, and they all working hard. Yeah. So, from the bottom of my heart, you know, I'm very proud of each and every one of them. They're doing great work. You know. So, thank you. And together we can. Together we could drive things forward and achieve all that we said to achieve and make the hundred. Our community and ourselves—the best versions of ourselves.
0: Ola, thank you so much. Honestly, thank you, sir. I know you're a busy man. You got the family. You got, you know, the kids and the misses. You got to spend time with them all. So I'm going to let you go. And I hope to everyone that's watched this live, they've enjoyed it. Share it, comment, go and support 100 Black Men of London and the great work that they're doing, because genuinely it matters. And also to contribute towards their crowdfunder to having a building. Those are the things that are most important and that is something that they're going to need. So Ola, thank you.
3: Thank you, Sean.
0: And we will talk soon.
3: Thank you. Have a nice day now. See you soon. Bye for now. Bye-bye.
1: Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer.
0: I hope you've enjoyed this episode and I look forward to having you again. If you've enjoyed, share, subscribe, follow and make sure everybody gets to have the blessing that is conversations. And remember, Flower Hour is the podcast where conversations blossom.